eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, Andy, uh, in a piece I put together overall at .com, uh, the grades, as we as I said earlier, mostly were the lowest I saw was a C- minus for the Patriots draft grade. That was from the Sporting News. Their big line was, after Christian Gonzalez, and this was the one constant, every single draft grade I saw, Bleacher Report, ESPN, Fox Sports, NFL.com, except Pro Football Focus, they all said the same thing. Christian Gonzalez was a home run, or their grade was skewed by how much they liked Christian Gonzalez or Christian Gonzalez and the Patriots' day two picks, which we'll break down in just a second. But then there were a lot of question marks about what they did later on in the draft, did they really need to trade up in round four for Chad Ryland? Of course, they had to get two specialists. I think you and I both believe they needed two specialists as well. Um, couldn't they have grabbed a tight end, a developmental tight end, even if they weren't going to get one of the top tight ends? Macro said they went really quickly, so they must have had high grades on them. Uh, there was a lot of questioning of the day three picks. But universally, it feels like the day one and day two picks were lauded, applauded, and if not beloved by most draft experts. Yeah. Um, Keon White is a guy I've made some comparisons to in two different ways. One, I think talent-wise, he could be a rich man's Dietrich Wise. I think he has more upside than Dietrich Wise, but I think there are a lot of athletic similarities, versatility similarities, even um, some similarities in kind of Dietrich Wise can be imposing and look like mm -hmm. a man who is intimidating. And Dietrich Wise is one of the nicest men that'll come through that Patriots locker room. I think Keon White, we saw when his reaction to the draft pick, like he can look like a pretty intimidating mofo. Um, and then you think, uh, what, 6'5, 285 and carved out of stone? Yeah. An angry face when somebody asked yeah, him a and, question and he shook his head like, no. Handsome and emotionless and with a mean spirit, you know, that with the, the, the viral photos of him compared to Belichick that went, you know, active on Friday night. Look, I, I said to when people asked me, like, yo, hey, you know, Nick, what do you think of this guy? What's a, what's he what's what's the comp? And I was like, well, look, I've watched just a little tape on him, just like other people that were weren't ready to ha hear his name read on Friday night. Um, and apparently the Patriots loved him so much, Andy. If they didn't get Gonzalez, they may have put in a card at 17 
for Keon White. Apparently, Didn't you they, know that's what it always is. They would have gotten Chad Jackson in the first round. They would have gotten Christian Barmore in the first round. They would have gotten Keon White in the first round. Every I, second I, round pick they could have taken in the first round. That's how good these guys are. Of course. And yesterday we heard a story that Jameer Gibbs that the Lions jumped on him on twelve. See, I think that's all smoke. I zero better, chance. It better be, or everybody should be fired in the Patriots P, uh, personnel department. If you were interested I, at Gibbs at, at fourteen, get the hell out. Bye. Go. And yeah, that's the la- that is not a pressing need for you as well. And people are still stunned that the Lions gave DeAndre Swift up for a song to the Eagles. Yeah, thanks for fortifying their ranks. I, I instantly putting them right back in the NFC Championship because they had inarguably, I think, the best draft and the best weekend overall. The Lions pulled an inverse Belichick. He trades Shaq Mason, creating a hole, then takes Cole Strange. They draft a running back, and everybody's like, why? You don't really need that. They overdraft him, just like Cole Strange, yep. and then they trade the running back. Oh, okay. Well, are you any better, or did you just kind of move some pieces around? Yeah, you let Jamal Williams go when the guy has a career year, says he loved Detroit, scores 17 touchdowns. He leaves, goes somewhere else. You get David Montgomery because you think he's better. Okay. Now you've got that feature back to go along with Swift, but you fall in love with Gibbs, even though you have other needs. You should have been taking Christian Gonzalez. You should have let someone else further down the draft take Gibbs. It was just, it was, it was all very strange. Um, but my comp or what I think could end up happening with Keon White is you could either be looking at the next Demarcus Lawrence if everything works out, or you could be looking at the next Vernon Golston. Uh, well, I mean, the Golston thing, I don't really, he, he's a second round pick. So, Vernon Golston no. was the fourth pick in the No, draft. I know, but I'm ter- just in terms of like the the specimen and the uh, the playing type and what like You can be like what do you think of Dietrich Wise? Is he a good player? Not a good player like uh as he told me last year when he was uh when I ran into him at a fundraiser at the stadium, uh he told me his parents were very happy because he was the sixth season overnight success. <laughs> it, well, that's what we joked about. I You're love him. Fan. I dude Okay, I, I've so told you before, kid, you don't get nicer people. You don't get. If he was if he was the fifth pick in the draft, he'd be an absolute bust. He, he wouldn't have. Got, he wouldn't be with the Patriots because right. he wouldn't be on that second contract. So that's my that's my um, differentiation here. Is Keon White is a first round pick. He was in Kansas City. He was in the green room. He wasn't Will Levis, but he was similarly in that oh. spot. And then he leaves and he goes in the second round to the Patriots. I think his versatility. He does not have to come right in and dominate. He can rotate through with the other talents that are there. Christian Barmore, Dietrich Wise, Lawrence Guy. He has versatility to be edge, versatility to bump inside. I love everything about this pick. I don't really know why people don't like it. He's a developing player. That's the other thing I know Patriots like. Guys that they feel like there's room for coaching and growth and improvement. He's been, he was a former tight end at Old Dominion before he got to Georgia Tech. So he's sort of still early on in the process of becoming a professional edge player so upside through the roof six five two eighty five like i said doesn't look like he's carrying an ounce of body fat 30 presses of 225 at the combine arms that go down yeah yeah you know basic average (laughs) there you go bro yeah four three three and 30 on the press you got it bro uh yeah there's room for this guy to grow he could be a, a tremendous asset for the team this season is situational capacity. And then a tenant of the evolving defense for Belichick slash Mayo and company beyond for years to come. I love, and also it seems like he's got his head on a swivel and it's screwed on straight. The mm-hmm. fact that uh, he's smart, looks like he's done modeling, uh, did, did a bunch of different jobs. No, he's like done all this. Like his background is fascinating. Like, Pizza delivery guy, businessman, done marketing. Um, Got hurt when he slipped on a wet T-shirt on a basketball court and dislocated his ankle and then popped it back in himself. (laughs) Fascinating human being. He really is. Like, 
He's the most what? interesting man in the world. The most. That's it. We're going to start a new series every week on the podcast. The most interesting man in Foxborough. Stay thirsty, my Foxborough friends. Uh, I, I, I went from who the hell is this guy to damn, I love this pick with him. Okay. Now, I need you to break down for the audience a little bit more about the third round pick, who I believe there was fear in the hearts of a lot of people Friday night when Mel Kuyper ended the day two ESPN broadcast by saying Keon White was his favorite pick. Apparently, everyone in Foxborough and Pat's Nation and beyond thinks that pumpkin pie eating, uh, majestic haired son of a gun is the last person you should be taking optimistic draft talk from. However, Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks from NFL Network said, I think he thought Marte Mapu, their third round draft pick from Sacramento State, was maybe his favorite player overall in his favorite pick that day. So tell the people listening right now, Andy, why they may fall in love with this guy and fall in love quick. Because I think he's a modern football player. I think he might be a poor man's Kyle Duggar type, Adrian Phillips, in the mold of what they've been pursuing. Belichick has pursued these hybrid safety linebacker types for literally more than a decade in various forms and fashions. And as as you've mapped out, it's it's as you have mapooed out, it's kind of modern football. That was pretty good. Um wasn't my best, but it was pretty good. Uh, he our, is, our scale of good is so different. Than hey, we're talking day two of the NFL draft. This is where you have a little fun. Um, from Sacramento State, 6'3", 221. The interesting part of him is didn't run. Um, don't really have a 40 number on him. He tore his pec, hasn't really worked out for teams, Oof. had surgery. My guess is there's a possibility he starts the year on PUP or is at least limited early in the season, which is fine because you have depth at this position. Um, I think the floor for him, you know, we talked about one of the scouts kind of saying, is he a good corner or a great corner? The floor for him is a core special teamer. And at the very least, he will be a guy that can cover kicks, can be, you know, six special teams, do everything for you. Now, I think some Patriots fans would probably have a fear like, oh, Tavon Wilson was a big, fast, safety hybrid guy. He never worked out. I'm not saying this is a home run, but as a guy who was the whatever conference that is, Sacramento State, big sky, I believe, defensive player of the year, this is a guy that can absolutely make plays on fourth down and I think is at worst a developmental um, defensive rotational chess piece for Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Um, he's a modern defensive football player in, in my mind. And I know a lot of people were worked up. Oh, this is where Bill starts doing his thing. A lot of people thought he was getting drafted in the area where he was drafted late third, early fourth round pick. Um, I know I always go back to it. The athletic Dane Brugler, that's where he had, uh, Mapu rated. And so I think this is an interesting athlete. I think he's a athlete more than a honed football player. I think he's going to fly all around the field at whatever down you tell him to and try to get the guy with the ball, whether it's the kicking game or on defense. So maybe a little leverage too. I know you and others were big on draft a year too early. And this is a guy that I think gives you some depth behind Duggar and company because the other part is Adrian Phillips isn't getting any younger. We fixate on Duggar being a free agent and yeah, he could ask for a boatload of money and could end up elsewhere. Adrian Phillips, to me, at any point now, as a former special teamer turned safety, turned linebacker, could shart, start to shart, could start <laughs> to show the wear and tear on his career. Mapu gives you a developmental body in that mold. Yeah, you've got potential. I won't say redundancy, but you've got coverage and you've got someone to develop. You've got potential backup for Duggar, for Adrian Phillips, for Pet. Like 
they're obviously expanding the safety profile. Looks like Jalen Mills will slide in, like we've mentioned before, for Devin McCourty. A guy like Mapu, in when we haven't found seen a linebacker step in the Cameron McGrone experiment. Oh, where were we for that one? What a disaster it turned out to be. Much I better chance this guy plays a contributing role for the Patriots. I, you know me. I never bought into yep. the Cam McGrone thing. Nope. I am. I took the laps the on that one. I, I did. I Eight did. years. Eight, seven and a half years. Give me the over on his Patriots career. He will be in New England for eight years and you will like him. For Marte Mapu, really? Yeah. I like, please, by all means. But I do have you know to what ask. The story of his uh, career development will be? What's that? Mapu Quest. No, oh, no. 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 Oh, that's good right there. <laughs> that was, that's, it doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, what it does, I don't even know where to go. Like that's literally Jake Andrews, train to Jake Andrews, a center. Okay, no, no, no. We're gonna get. We'll get to Jake Andrews in a second. I just want to finish rounding up with this, um, uh, in this little portion here. Andy, you just mentioned it. Um, the whole idea. There was a question I kept asking that I thought was a pertinent one for this overall draft. Do you believe with guys like White and Mapu who will fight and compete for playing time, perhaps um, in a limited role or situationally in their first year? They look like they could be great football players. We'll see how they develop. You said they have room to grow and they're already physically gifted. Did the Patriots overall draft for now? Did they draft for the future or did they do sort of a combination therein where they will be more competitive and competent this year? And they may actually even be much better in 2024 because we got, we have impending free agents all over the place on this team that needed addressing. So I think they kind of did a little bit of both personally. Yeah, I mean, the first pick is straight need, in my opinion, the cornerback pick. After that, I think it was a blending of best player available, some need, some this year, some next year. I also think somewhere along the way, um, I don't think they really liked this draft. I don't think they thought it was a high quality, you know, depth of talent from one to 279 or whatever the final Mr. Irrelevant pick was. I That's why I think it was even easier to take special teamers, projects, flyers, kickers, punters, because... Overall, you weren't passing on very much talent to take some of those chances. But no, I th I think it was a little blending of the the now in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I think some of these guys will definitely contribute uh, moderately, if not significantly, to the 2023 team, both the ones we've discussed and the ones we're about to discuss. And yes, they are preparing for if Duggar doesn't get signed to a long-term extension, if Adrian Phillips starts to break down or shows a little wear and tear, like you mentioned, if Mike Onwenu wants a payday, and goes elsewhere. If David Andrews and the many injuries he suffered over the last couple of years catch up to him, they're making sure that they have depth at the ranks. Uh, once again, it's at Six Rings Pod with your pals at Fitzy GFY at Jumbo Heart. Please share, rate, review, subscribe. Questions, we love them all. Hopefully, we're giving you all the necessary draft coverage possible and the analysis and perspective. You, the diehard football fan and the Patriots know it all, come to the table for. Let's move on to rounds four through seven. Day three, Andy, a fascinating and if not possibly most polarizing day for draft experts, local media, Pats fans, and beyond. Let's go. Let's go this way. First and foremost, tell me your favorite day three pick and then tell me your least favorite day three pick. Hmm. I think my least favorite might be the first one. I'm not sold on Jake Andrews, the center out of Troy. Uh, good experience. Um, probably taking a few rounds too early. Um, has some depth. I know Matt Groh, all these offensive linemen. I mean, has some versatility. I know Matt Groh tried to talk up 
you know, Jake can play guard and center and City Sal can play tackle and guard. And like there's some overlapping depth there. All powerful guys. That's the one thing I'll say. Looks like they drafted some big, mean, physical, powerful dudes for the middle of the line. Um, so I, but I just I'm a little dubious of a, a Troy center in the fourth round. Um, my favorite pick is probably in a draft like this. Booty. Booty call. Oh. I, I like what what do you lose? What do you lose with him? Like Boo Tay. I, I mean, absolutely I'm so ah man. If he works out, Andy. Now I'm not gonna be like because you'll grab it and then I'll have to do another lap for it. If he turns out, I just want a productive receiver. I want an NFL receiver. I saw a few people going way out over their skis on Twitter saying like, if this guy works out, they got the next Steph Diggs for nothing. Okay, sure. Okay, if yeah. my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Um, <laughs> but there's reason to be, we, we need to go back. The beauty of social media, immediately after this year's draft, they put out projections for the top 10 picks in next year's draft. A year ago, that included mm -hmm. Kayshawn Booty out of LSU. Fastest LSU wide receiver to 100 career catches, freshman All-American. And then his career kind of went sideways. There was an ankle injury. There was an off-field incident. He has a child, like three different offensive coordinators in three years. I, I maybe, mean, I, don't know, I, I think he's maybe he and Brian Kelly weren't on the same page. Who knows? And I might side with Boutte on that because I think Brian mm -hmm. Kelly is one of the biggest douches in all of football. Oh, he had, um, I, I, I think he is the mayor of Dinkopolis. Not a fan. But again, but, but like last year, though, that uh, I, d I take so kindly to y'all having me here since I'm from Brian. Boston. What a fraud. fraud. I know. And I, and I don't throw that a word around too often, and I don't do it loosely, but that, there's a lot it's of really just him and Tom Brady. Um, but still, at times, though, in his 2022 season, Boutte flashed. Like, against Georgia, they lose in the SEC championship 50-30. to 30. He went for six, a buck seven, and a touchdown, and still showed the kind of burst you would want a wide receiver, one, two, or an outside guy to display when he catches the ball in space. It, I just don't know what it's going to take for Troy Brown, Bill O'Brien and company to be able to get him to play with the kind of consistency they'll need for him to flourish. If they can, then you have an absolute steal. And there's a reason why when pro football focus tweeted out an image of who do you think were the, uh, it was an image of a player. And then it said, who were the biggest steals of the 2023 draft? Kayshawn Butte was the guy that they put as the picture of that one. So there are a lot of people that know a lot about football, some of which Andy Hart doesn't believe in or subscribe to, which is fine. But there's a there's a belief that Boutte may be the steal of the draft, uh, which would be awesome because we were all yelling like, it could be Jackson Smith and Jigba. I want Zay Flowers. Then I was opining for Josh Downs. He's available. He goes to Indianapolis. He may be the steal at, at 79 for them. I wanted Tank Dell. Who knows? Maybe he turns out to be a star. But don't you want to take a boomer bust flyer on a receiver talent like that? I do. And he doesn't have to be a star to still be a good pick. He can come in and be a uh, a better version of, say, Christian Wilkerson. If he's just your fourth or fifth receiver early on in his career, that's fine. You took him in the sixth round. He's a developmental guy. I, I'm not sure you're ever going to get the consistent upside. I think there's definitely probably some maturity issues with this guy and some sort of straight line focus on the, the task at hand kind of questions, but he doesn't have to be that. If he has games where he has a couple touchdowns, if he has games where he has six catches for 85 yards, you can get return on investment on a pick in the sixth round. So in some ways, I think his 
his previous expectations help him and that people are like, that's a steal. He's got this. He's, it may hurt him because I think people are still maybe latching on to what his upside is. Screw his upside. Just make the team and be a, a rotational receiver. And that's value. Like that's enough. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about the expectations uh, and ceiling of Tyquan Thornton because he was a second round pick last year and was the fastest guy in the 2022 combine. I would like to see him live up to his speed, everything I heard about him and his second round pick. For a guy like Butte, who was picked on day three, at that point, if anyone on day three makes your team and works out because the Patriots took 12 players overall, nine players, Mrs. Bueller, nine players on day three with a host of fourth round picks that they turned into three fourths, a fifth, four sixths, and a seventh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 